You hear that? yesterday and last night at American Family Field from what looked like it started to be a fun night to it being one of the worst displays of baseball I think I have ever seen. The Brewers lose to the Diamondbacks 6-3 to three to begin the playoffs in the NL wildcard. Game one goes to the D-backs and the Brewers look like a bunch of D-bags out there on the field. Wow. Rowdy, uh, good morning. How are we doing today? Well, it's definitely a morning and <laughs> sorry, well, sorry, not good morning. Rowdy, morning. Did if I say you, good morning? If you handed me a script of how last night was going to go and you drew it up exactly like how it, it ended up unfolding last night, I would tell you this is the absolute worst case scenario that you could Oof. have possibly have come up with. The team couldn't have looked any worse. And I saw people saying, well, the offense let down Corbin Burns. Well, Corbin Burns let down the offense. Corbin Burns sucked. They all sucked. Corbin Burns looked phenomenal for two innings and then obviously didn't have it as he lost his location. The offense, oh my, how many times did they have to have a guys on, I don't know, first or second, second and third, bases loaded, no outs, one out, and they couldn't come up with any good at bats. Yeah. Then you have your bullpen actually get you out of some big jams only for the offense to continue to sputter and figure out ways not to come up with big hits like missing fastballs right down the middle. Yeah, it's 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 there's so many egregious horrible swings points to all of this. It's and then your your closer, which you bring in at the very end and he can't get out of the inning. He looks awful. Your best, arguably your best two pitchers all season gave up all six runs. Yeah. Your team couldn't figure out a way to bring in more than three runs when they had every opportunity. What? They left 11 guys on base? 11 guys on base, yes, indeed. They had, what, at least 10 or 11 at bats with runners in scoring position? Yep. And I would be willing to say that out of those 10, 11 at bats with runners in scoring position, three for 11. Probably 70% of them was with one out or less. Yep, they had three for 11 uh, when they had a chance to drive in a run and left 11 runners on base. It's unacceptable. All of it's unacceptable. The first two innings were fun. I mean, uh, Brewers fans must have been feeling pretty, as I was, uh, the first two innings, it looked like they were going to start cruising. Corbin Burns looked dialed in. Uh, The offense looked like it was going to get going. A crowd at American Family Field was incredible. And then comes the third inning, and by God, does it all go downhill from there. They couldn't even they couldn't even run on the base paths correctly, Rowdy. Christian Yelich with the play at second. He, they couldn't even run on the base path the base path correctly. And that play, what the are you doing? You it's an infield hit. Why are you routing second? I understand what his mind was thinking. Oh, I could steal an extra base here and, and get us into first and third. But here's the thing. Clearly, he realizes the defender was already over there. We don't even know in that angle where the pitcher is at because that could have been potentially the pitcher's job to go over there and uh, cover third base with Longoria attempting to make the play. Then you overround it and you get... Oh, I I just want to <laughs> scream and say a lot of words that I can't say. Well, we're here till 10, really. So save some of those words. The, the fact that even they make they so many blunders... Inning after inning after inning. You know what my thoughts were? I had Murder? two of them. First, 
Okay. Scribble in my manifesto and go murder everyone. Move the team. Don't care anymore. This team's an effing joke. And then I thought, huh, the golden era. If the golden era was never even seeing a World Series, what kind of golden era is that? Yeah, uh, the closest you got was NLCS, right? And that's before we were supposed to be good. That's before the window was supposed to be completely open for the Brewers. Um, we're in that window. Well, the window's about to be closed. No, it's over. The, the window's the about to be closed. The series is done. And you got Freddie Peralta going tonight. That was announced right after the game. Which you have to. You had to make that decision. Freddie Peralta going tonight. I saw a lot of people really coming after Corbin Burns, and rightfully so. He was terrible in a... In a playoff game like that, at home, after you won the division, and you're going opposite of a complete nobody on the other side, and it's not like fought was that great either. But my God, uh, Corbin they Burns did to win. Corbin Burns did absolutely nothing after that first go round of the uh, the lineup. He stunk in the biggest situation you can have all season. Your ace absolutely fell flat on his face. He stunk. The Arizona stunk. Diamondbacks dared the Milwaukee Brewers to win game one, knowing that they had their two big guns ready for game two and game three, and they knew that how the end of the regular season finished for them. Because remember, they had to keep winning games pretty much uh, all the way until the last day of the season because of how tight those final three wild card spots were. Mm-hmm. They they had to keep playing. They didn't have the ability like the Milwaukee Brewers to set their starting rotation to get Zach Gallen to get Merrill Kelly lined up for games one and two. So they basically throw, you know, Brandon fought a guy that he was a fringe major league baseball player yeah. for him this year. They knew that they might have to dip in their bullpen early because they would have to rely on those starters in game two and three. Oh, and they did literally the worst case scenario for the Brewers is losing this game and burning through basic your entire bullpen in game one. So now if you do get two good starts, they've already seen the top arms in your bullpen. And, it, and just in general, if you're going to have, how about the fact that a Brewer team where we know that they love their depth and everything, I couldn't believe they only brought 11 pitchers to the series. I get it's a three-game series, but if you lose game one in this type of situation with Woody being down, now you're with a short arm, you're short-staffed, yeah, yeah. and now you have two games left to play, and you're already behind the eight ball. Outside of injury, well, there was an injury last night that actually is good news, but outside of injury, everything that happened last night was worst-case scenario for the Milwaukee Brewers. Burns absolutely fell flat on his face. You burned the bullpen. The offense looked totally anemic after the you know the second inning. Uh, Craig Council made some idiotic decisions, and your, bull, your bullpen's already seen rowdy, and then Brandon Woodruff's obviously down with an injury. And then the, the reason why I said there's one good positive about an injury, when Craig Council, I don't even blame the guy for striking out, but when Craig Council went to the bench and put in Jesse Winker to pinch in, and then Winker went up there and did one, two, three strikes, you're out, and then the first swing, by the way, is when he injured himself. Here's the positive news about it. Winker now isn't, doesn't have to be in the roster. You can replace him with the injury. So hopefully, hopefully, and I, I feel bad for saying this, hopefully the dude's actually injured and we don't have to see him. Craig Council putting him in. I don't blame Winker. I blame Craig Council for that move. Everyone, everyone knew that Winker shouldn't even been on the roster. Everyone, Rowdy. Well, the thing is... Besides Craig, I guess. However they came up with the idea of Jesse Winker should be on this roster, Jesse Winker has sucked for two, three years since he was a legitimate major league bat. What, he played good for the opening week this season? How's that? And hadn't been heard from? Hadn't had a major league at bat since July? I forgot he was on the team. Whatever... 
statistic or analytical database that said to grab Jesse Waker, delete it. Whatever, whatever individual person decided to make that decision, fire them. Anybody Hell can tell yeah. you Jesse Waker sucks. Yeah. I, bl- I blame, I don't even blame, when he walked up there, didn't we all know what was actually, exactly going to happen? That was the worst bat I've ever seen. We all knew what was going to happen when Jesse Winker walked up to bat. He was going to strike out. I, I don't blame him. He struck out on three pitches. All I, they and he hurt himself, too. Throw it by him. I blame Craig Council. If you can't hit a fastball at, at the major league level, you can't play at the major league level. It's terrible. All right, let's. Um, we got a lot to get to today. I have comments from Burns, from uh, you know, Council, from just about literally everyone uh, from last night. Our guy, Zach Heilprinter, sports director, is up there. He has uh, littered my inbox with cuts from just about everybody. What time do you think uh, Zach Heilprin left? You think he cut out early from this game? <sighs> no, because he's sending me emails at one fifty in the morning. He did not cut out. I know someone who did cut out the rowdy. Who was that? That would be the owner, Mark Ananasio. He left in the... What would that have been? The top of the ninth inning when the Brewers went to the bullpen with Devin Williams struggling and they brought in Bryce Wilson. He decided he had, he had seen enough and he left. Yeah, I saw the tweet uh, just popped up in my, my timeline that you would like, Rowdy. Uh, this was a guy that was in the stands at American Family Field. Just witnessed owner Adonazio leaving a playoff game that was still in reach. Straight disrespectful to the ball club and fans. Need someone committed to the team, not his entourage. You know what I actually thought when I saw that video? I go, you know what? Because of how putrid this team looked tonight, because in my opinion, they're absolutely done. We spelled that out yesterday on why that is. I would, there would be a, a big part of me that would just smile if all the fans boycotted the game tonight and no one showed up. Yeah, that's not going to happen, but it would be funny to see Mark Adonazio squirm. Um, speaking of fans, why, why why was Marlins man right next to Front Royby? The Marlins were playing in Philadelphia. Why was Marlins man not watching his he Marlins? He put out a tweet. Huh? He put out a tweet. What did he say? Here's Marlins man Why tweet. was he at American Family Field? Well, COVID-19 is over. No more ballpark restrictions. I am in Milwaukee for the at Brewers versus at D-backs. Thought was to be Marlins. Travel plans made. <laughs> Phoenix goes and throws four in a row to start best pitchers in first in the playoffs. We'll see Marlins soon. So he had already bought his tickets thinking that the Marlins would be matched up with the Brewers. That's funny. <laughs> uh, and who the hell was the guy in the M&M's jacket sitting next to him? The na- did, do we know who that guy is? And then front row me, obviously, by Marlins man. Marlins man, Marlins man looks like a... He looks like Gimli a little bit from uh, Lord of the Rings. All right. Anyways, I just that is pretty funny. He's like though. a tall Gimli. He, he buys all of his tickets, thinking that the Marlins would uh, be matching up against the Brewers, <laughs> and then the D-backs are the team that do. And we get a, a front row Amy Marlins man Eminem collection. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, why is Marlins man at American Family Field when the Marlins are literally playing, uh, but in Philadelphia? I don't. <laughs> in a giant moment. When you're a Cy Young Award winner, you're the ace of the Milwaukee Brewers. You put out that performance in the biggest game of the season yeah. at home at American Family Field. Mm-hmm. As you're probably out the door anyways, you're going to be a Matt, yeah, a Cub, a Dodger, who knows? He, oh, it won't be a Cub because they'll trade him to probably not somebody within the division. What a abysmal! Maybe, maybe after next year. What an embarrassing, abysmal performance from Corbin Burns. Yeah, it wasn't a good one, and clearly, I just, this is what I don't get. This is this has plagued him all year. How many times have we seen him? He looked sharp the first two innings. Mm-hmm. He he was hitting at all of his spots. 
His cutter looked good. The curveball was getting mixed in there. Like everything looked pretty darn good the first two innings. Now I understand that they put some good swings on it, you know, fought off some some pitches and elongated some of the at bats. But he looked sharp the first two innings. And then all of a sudden that third inning, it's like he lost it. He he lost his command. He was leaving pitches up over the middle. He was hanging breaking balls. And guess what? The big league hitting for Arizona, they didn't miss it. Yeah. But that has been his thing. It was like we would see games all year when he struggled where he'd look really, really good. And then the next thing you know, he'd lose his command. He'd give up the long ball. And Arizona scored four runs. And three out of the four runs came off of the long ball. Like no, all four, did. Or, sorry, all yeah. four, did, but it was off of three long balls, and all those yeah. home runs were no doubters. And it's yeah, yeah it was just like, and you're sitting there going, it was one big bat flip too. Oof. He literally looked good, and then you had that one bad pitch, like. But that has been him this entire year, and now, outside of you know 2019 when he was first thrusted into the rotation and. It, got absolutely blown up and blown all the way back down to double a uh, other than that, like Corbin Burns has been pretty good. This has been one of his worst seasons and it's not even like it's a bad season. It's just not a Corbin Burns Cy Young candidate season. It's still a solid season, yep. but it's just, I, I don't get it. And then there's other thing I, I want to bitch about well, yeah, Burn, real quick. Burns had allowed three runs in his last six starts combined before serving up <laughs> three last night. Also, the third time he's given up three in a game this season after not doing it once over the last three years. Can we also say that Mark Rippinger behind the plate was very inconsistent early? It felt like the Brewers were getting squeezed. There were a couple where Corbin Burns was right there on yeah. the corner, right there on at the His knees. corners were tough. And he wouldn't get it. And then the next thing you know, Arizona get would get one, you know, an inch off the play. Yeah. So, I mean, that also goes into the, the factor of all of a sudden now he's got to come in and make a pitch when maybe he should have had an extra strike or this should have been a different count. Is card out yet for the umps? I don't know, but yeah, especially early. comes out in the afternoon. Yeah. Especially early, Rippinger was not great, especially for the Brewers. But, I mean, I'm not making that excuse. It could have just made some of those – situations a little tougher than Corbin Burns probably should have been, but he's the one that hung the pitches. Yeah, he's yeah, the one that yeah. still missed location when it needed to be. It's just frustrating. And I will say this, a lot of people will point to this one start from Corbin Burns and say, see, he sucked in the postseason. We got to get rid of him." But then I would say, go take a look at some of those big time pitchers that you'll remember. And, and that'll be hall of famers like Clayton Kershaw. There was a time before the Dodgers won that 2020 world series where Clayton Kershaw was unanimous you get rocked. for sucking in the playoffs or Max Scherzer before they put it all together yep. with Washington in 2019. There was a time where Max Scherzer was seen as a bum once it became October. So there are some good big time name pitchers out there that maybe people wouldn't necessarily think of that have struggled in October and were great regular season pitchers. Then it just took them one year to have a good run and they're locked in. Well, uh, Brewers fans, how are you feeling? Uh, obviously I want your reaction to what happened last night. And do you have faith in game number two tonight? Let's go to the phones line four. Good morning. Who do we got? Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, Wisco Chad. What's up, you handsome SOB? I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad. It was rough to watch last night. It was fun for a little bit, wasn't it? I, I mean, I was still fun entertaining till the bitter end. Well, 
eighth and ninth inning really just looked I think I stopped having fun. Like, I knew the comeback was going to die besides when front row Amy put a jacket on. It was when Jesse Winker came up to bat. I'm like, yep, it's this is done. It's over. I, I don't understand why he did that in that spot. But I see, I, I, I've said this a bunch. I don't blame him. I blame Craig Council. Well, that's what I, I don't understand why Craig Council did that. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I don't think anyone does. Do you guys? Um, yeah. Rowdy, do you get I it? I don't know. Maybe. The only thing that maybe. I could see is that Jesse Winker had a decent on-base percentage where he'd worked walks and he had worked counts, and he was hoping he would bring him in for the leadoff to get on base, but pff, come on. That's that's a stretch. I was going to say, he didn't even work the count. He swung at two pitches out of the zone. Yeah, one, two, three, so, you're done. And he hurt himself, so. The, the third pitch he swung at was just a flail to get out of there and go sit back down. I don't think, I think he was at sh- shock, too, that he put in that situation. Because the first swing, then he hurt himself. He's like, I got to get out of here. Get me out of here. And then Craig came out, and he's like, you're fine, dude. Just go strike out for me. <laughs> so, I, tell me this. Do you guys know, if he actually gets hurt in that spot, can he Yeah, we can replace him. Yep, roster? yep. Okay. Well, he's hurt. Sorry, guys. Yeah, that's Send the be- that's down. the best thing to come out of the yeah. game last night. Yeah, sit him back down. Goodbye. Thank you, thank you, Winker the Stinker. See ya, dude. He, I, he, you know the the biggest thing that I, I understand there again is like you have a home playoff crowd and you have Rowdy Kelez that could have been up in that spot. Can you imagine what the crowd does? Like he feeds off of that energy. Just it was a mistake, but. You know, you, you also can't fault the Brewers. Like, that play that Avin Longoria made. Unbelievable. It scores two runs, and that changes the entire context of the game. It scores two runs, and there's only one out. The that was an unbelievable play. Unbelievable. First and second. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Old man climbing the ladder. <laughs> um, it makes me feel good for all the old men like do, you there. Do you have the faith tonight with Chad? So is it, did they announce? Is Freddie Peralta, Peralta or Wade? versus Gallon. It is Peralta. Um, yeah, but after watching what they did to Burns, like, what are they going to do to Miley? If they make it there. I mean, true. But that's why it's so hard to say you have faith. But yeah. I, I mean, Arizona's a scrappy little club. Like, yeah. Oh. What else can you say about it? They look good. Like, the, the one thing, too, like you guys said, they came in with a pretty good game plan on how to attack Burns. Oh, yeah, they talk about it nonstop on the broadcast. They're like, they're all over Burns right now. They're all over him. They got him. It, they weren't, but like Rowdy said, he was painting corners the first inning. And I don't know if the scouting report, if they actually go into that much, scouting report on a home plate ump, like he was extremely inconsistent early. It was like 50-50 balls. Yeah. Well, you know, for Brewers did literally corner. everything. Everything else went wrong for him too. So it's you know, it stunk. Yeah. I, I mean, we. I think we need to get a live chicken. <laughs> we said we suggested that yesterday. I said the bucket yeah. of KFC. Now get the live Hell, chicken. At this point, we could mm-hmm. just sacrifice Jesse Winker. There you go. Can we fly in Pedro Serrano for the game? <laughs> I mean, I know that was at. We need uh, Paige, We need Paige Spranick and ASAP. ASAP. Jesse Winker, Page. Jesse Winker gave his oblique last night to the team for the future. <laughs> Chad, <laughs> Chad, we love you, buddy. Don't be a stranger. I bet you calling in, okay? All right. Nice. Well, we'll, we'll try. We'll try. Right. You know, I, I'm still listening. I'm still listening. I'm just being a lurker. 
All right, you, you lurk then. That's as long as as long as you get your ear holes. All right. Well, I mean, hey, it's always entertaining listening to earache on I ninety. So. <laughs> See you, Chad. <laughs> See you, buddy. Uh, we have uh, before we do other calls here uh, at six zero eight three two one sixty seventy. Our girl Shar. Good morning, Shar. She goes, guys. They left ten plus on base. It's not. Uh, it's not all on Burns. I totally agree with you, Shar. I mean, they left eleven on base. It was, you know, it was eleven actually. She said ten plus. Oh. Everything that could have went wrong went wrong last night. There, there, you had two, it was it was all worst case scenario. I, I'm trying to think. You had two innings where you had got two runners on with no outs and nobody scored. Why don't you tweet out Rowdy right away? And then another one where you had three runners. Classic Brewers. Brewers yeah, get three on the strikeout. Brewers. Three. Look at what happened the very first inning. Christian Yelich works a walk. Then you have William Contreras dump one in there. You have first and third. Uh, Carlos Santana comes up, hits a single. Now you're up one to nothing. You have guys on first and second, and there's no outs. Mm. You know what happened after that? Strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. You couldn't even put the ball in play. And and one of those, you know, the uh, I believe it was the fifth inning with Bryce Terang, whether it hit him or not. Oh yeah, where yeah, yeah. It, you couldn't tell. You I couldn't didn't. Tell. I, I don't think it did. I, I don't. I didn't think it did either. Well, uh, yeah, it didn't. But you couldn't tell. As a that would have that would have scored a run. But here's my nice. biggest thing: whether that hit him or not, I don't care. The fact that this guy couldn't hit one of four fastballs right down the effing middle. <laughs> Are you a big league baseball player? If you can't hit a fastball, you can't play in this league. Mm-mm-mm. He couldn't hit a fastball. How many times? Uh, speaking to the for back to the first inning. Willie Adamas, his first at bat, he whiffed and was behind a 94-mile-an-hour fastball right down the middle. (laughs) And then he swings at another one right down the middle. And he was behind both of them. And then guess what strike three was? Two feet outside. (laughs) Like, that was ugly. Bryce Terang's at bats were ugly. I mean, Mark Canna looked like he never played baseball before his Out first two at bats. He looked horrible too. Dude, that Seawald guy has got one nasty slider on him, by the way. Or how about uh, how See about the thing? fact that uh, yeah. Sal Freelich's supposed to be a good contact hitter? I know he had two hits last night, but on two situations where you know he comes up with guys on, he found a way to strike out. Yeah. It was like every single person could not harness the moment and come through. Nope. They figured out ways. And, like, the thing that, that frustrates me is I understand Things. why Sal Freelich would maybe the moment would be too big for him. This is a guy that, yeah, he is a great contact hitter. He is a great young up-and-coming prospect. The goal for the Brewers were probably to call him up as a September call-up this year. He wasn't supposed to be in the big leagues. He was probably ready for the big leagues next May. So he has an excuse. Guys like, I don't know, Willie Adamas, he's been your guy that's been an all-star level caliber catcher. He has no excuse for looking that bad. Yeah. Mark Canna's been a veteran that's brown. He has no excuse for looking that bad. Out of the park, Mark. All right, well, like, you can go right on down the we got, list. We got a lot to bitch about today. True Advisor says the only silver lining I see here is taking the Diamondbacks at good money to make it to the World Series. <laughs> Because if you beat the Milwaukee Brewers in the playoffs, a hundred percent of the time, a hundred percent of the time, you, you do what? Go boys? to the World Series. And if you get to the World Series, which you do every time you beat the Brewers in the playoffs, seventy-five percent of the time you're going to win it. So, I mean, the way it's trending, True Advisor might be onto something here with the Diamondbacks of making the World Series. Rowdy, you brought up a little uh, of uh, World Series odds for the Brewers. Yeah. So, if you're looking to bet the Arizona Diamondbacks, if they 
as of right now, they are plus 950 to make it to the World Series, to win the NL. But uh, speaking of the Brewers, so heading into the Brewers Diamondback Series, obviously before yesterday's game, if you were looking at the series price on what team was going to win, the Brewers were roughly favored as minus 200. That means they had about a 66, 67% chance to win the series. Now, after that game one loss, obviously it's just a best of three and you know how the pitching matchups come out. Currently, Arizona has swung to a minus 300 favorite or Arizona has a 75% chance of winning now. That's a huge swing from that one game. And obviously it means a lot more in the third inning, but uh, I think we all know because of the pitching situation, it's uh, even bigger than that. Adios mio. So yes, now Vegas is giving Milwaukee right on a 25% chance of uh, winning the series. So that was kind of in line with what DW and you were saying, right? Yeah, that was kind of what I was thinking last night and then pulling it up right now. That's exactly what Vegas is saying they have for odds. Look at that. All right, let's go to the phones. 25%. 608-321-1670, line one. Corey? That's me. (laughs) Yeah. What's up, brother? Well, it's Kronos Day again. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, how you feeling? When you're a Brewers fan, you remember that line to that movie where he's like, winter is long, and it's cold, and it's hard, and it's unrelenting, and that's what it's like being a Brewers fan. Yeah. And it's, yeah, the Great. same thing over and over. I saw Grant, that's what it felt like last night. I saw Grant Bills tweet out, he's like, I'm starting to think that God hates my baseball team, the Brewers. I'm like, not starting to, dude. It's when you come out the womb. I mean, God gives you life, and then out the womb, if you're born in the state of Wisconsin, God gives you a team that's never going to win it for you. And the Brewers. <laughs> Yeah, so there's really not much to say that hasn't already been said before. You know, the, the lineup decisions was uh, a bit of a mystery to me where you got this bum winker hasn't pitched, hasn't played Major League Baseball, what was it, three months almost, two months? And then he decided you're going to throw his ass out there in a, well, basically an elimination game because as you mentioned, Rowdy, you look at the odds down swinging all the way to the, the complete opposite side of the ledger. So essentially, it was almost like a one-game playoff last night. And you got bums like Jesse Winker going up there and tweaking his back on his first swing because he's out of shape and hasn't seen a major league pitcher in, in months. And you got, like I said, it's I can't really add anything other than else to the conversation. It's, it's pain and kind misery. Of difficult to find the words. Yeah, it's pain and misery to be honest. And then listening to it on the radio last night, it's just like inning after inning, chance after chance. And when Gloria caught that double play ball, Jeff Levering even said he's like, that was a backbreaker at first. And that was like probably the fifth inning. And like, wasn't wrong. Well, that's both, that's, There's that's a, your dinner. Yeah, that was an apt terminology for it because that was a backbreaker. It was basically like being taking. Batman breaking over his knee, saying, I'm going to break your back. Hey, but Batman comes back and wins it, Corey, or, you know, the war. That was a huge... Gets up himself out of that hole, but I don't foresee the Brewers having that kind of moxie to pull themselves out of the hole. Yeah, that was a huge backbreaker in the fifth inning and then when you you saw that the Brewers they kept putting guys on base it felt like every single inning leading up to the fifth you're like okay well maybe they can find a little bit and bounce back in the sixth and then when they didn't do anything in the sixth you're like that feels like it's over 
Well, and every time they would get something going rowdy, they do a stupid base running mistake and take themselves out of an inning. Essentially, it was like they got almost too excited and like, I'm going to make something happen here and kind of disregard all knowledge of baseball and do this stupid thing like not waiting for the, you know, to make sure that ball clears that dude's glove. I want to be so far off second base, I get doubled off and kill a rally, like what Willie Adamas did. But that's not the first time he's done that. That's probably what a good couple handfuls of times that he's got caught off of. It was just everything. They did nothing well yesterday. They did nothing well yesterday, and it was little small things here and there that just piss you off and and you freak out because it's something that these guys know better than. With Woodruff going down and that, feels like a gut punch to them. They kind of did the opposite of coming up out of that whole evil that Batman did. They kind of went back down into it and said, well. Well, it's like the first time that Bruce Wayne tries to get out of it. He, you know, he he jumps and then he ends up falling. Um, Yeah. I don't know if the Brewers can do it again. I don't know if they can get it. Because he had to take the rope off his waist and just. He had to believe. Yep. He had to believe. He had to believe. Except for this movie ends with falling back into the pit. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think they get back up and try it again. (laughs) Exactly. So to your question about the uh, the Twitter poll, I don't have faith that they're going to win tonight because you went through the numbers and the cold hard reality is that this guy's pretty much owned the Brewers unless he has an off night for some reason. Obviously, that's the caveat. But if you just look at what he's been able to do and what this team has not really been able to do against you know true ace type guys, uh, yeah, I, I think the the season is going to be done about nine o'clock tonight. So. Cool. An earlier game. That's a quick game. That's a quicker game. Yeah, <laughs> freaking game lasted like yeah. four hours last night. <laughs> it's like damn. It did last a while. I eventually. So many reviews. I'm like, how many times are you gonna review some crap here? Jesus. I was like, these guys ain't gonna score, so I turned it off like in the eighth inning, seventh inning. That probably makes me see a bad game. I'm like, you I can't the, take this. You anymore. made the right move. Nothing no. happened. Mark, yeah. Mark, even Mark Anasio, the owner, left early. Corey, he didn't even stay for the end. <laughs> I got a funny story about that. The series sometime. Off air. You got it, bud. I just can't believe that they put so many guys on base for the first five innings. It, it it felt like the Brewers had at least two guys on base every single inning for the first five innings. And yeah. what was it? Uh, through five innings, they had put nine runners on. Or sorry, through five innings they had left nine runners on, and through six they had left uh, was it ten or eleven? Here's a Kurt Hogg tweet: The Brewers had seventeen base runners last night. They scored three runs, according to Stathead. They are the first team to put that many that many men or more on base and score no more than three runs in a playoff game since 2011. So no one has sucked that bad with that many people on base for 12 seasons. Is that good? No. New high score? No. It, it, it just felt like you had two guys on every inning and you couldn't score them yep. over and over and over. And it would be different ways of dumbassery on how you didn't score them. At what point, it's just like, you get so frustrated as a fan, it's like, what is it going to take for you to actually quit supporting this team? <laughs> is it going to be a move? Nashville. <laughs> it, it, like <laughs> The Nashville Brewers. 
The yep. Nashville no, Music Notes. No. The Nashville. They'll get rid of the AAA team. No, they'll trade themselves the Nashville Sounds. Yeah, they'll trade everyone away, and it'll just be the Nashville Sounds, anyways. I actually saw someone bragging about that. I think it was the Nashville Sounds uh, Twitter account. Hold on here. What? No, seriously. Marco oh, Anasio. Like how many Nashville? The sounds owner of the team didn't even stay for the for the final out. He left. Would you? Yeah, it's my team. He's gonna get. Yeah, people. At least Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, at least he's staying for a games and he's yelling at his own fans and smarting he's up. He's not sitting in the front row. He's like, he's he, at least he's staying and like yelling at fans, be like, no, you're the idiot. At least he's got a little Maybe fight he left him. for the owner's box. Nah, there's no way. There's there's no. Maybe he went to hang out with Marlins man and the Eminem jacket guy. Mm, yeah, you, you, you find the tweet yet, yeah, Rowdy? Marlins man, it was only there because he was pretty sure the Brewers-Marlins would be the series. Otherwise, he... Yeah, because I was like, why the hell is this dude in Milwaukee yeah. when the Marlins are playing in Philadelphia? Yeah, he, he uh, bought his tickets too soon because he assumed it would be the Marlins. I think they might have deleted it. Oh. But it was definitely a Nashville Sounds tweet bragging about how... Oh, you got a screenshot that's 13 different Nashville Sounds at one point this season have made the Brewers playoff roster. Well, they could have used... Some of them, like <laughs> no, maybe no. like a Castellano. They were making they were making like light of that. So many of these guys played in AAA, and now here they are in the big leagues yeah. in the playoffs. Like that's not clearly it's not a good that thing. Comes right from the Brewers, be like, yeah, delete that. Well, Rowdy, was it the Milwaukee Brewers last night, or was it the Milwaukee Ewers? Obviously, it could have been both, but I just I feel like after watching that game and and just inning after inning on how it unfolded, I'd rather be booing than ewing. They did boo Jesse Winker. <laughs> the American Family Field faithful booed Jesse Winker after Winker the stinker went up there and did three straight uh, swing and a miss. Also hurt himself in the first swing and a miss. I don't blame Jesse Winker. I blame Craig Council and Matt Arnold for putting him on the playoff roster and then using him. I don't blame him. Everyone knew besides them that he shouldn't be on there. It was it was egregious. Corbin Burns, your terrible start made everything unravel. It was a domino effect of Corbin Burns. Now the whole bullpen's been used. Um, the offense couldn't even get a hit in their, to save their lives in a good moments. And if they did, Evan Longoria was there to make an insane play. Like that, that dude was phenomenal last night. Yeah, he really did turn back the clocks to his uh, Rays days when he was pretty much a perennial all-star. But uh, a disgusting game. That Evan Longoria hasn't been around for quite some time, but he did show up yesterday. But it's not even about Evan Longoria and, and what some of these you know Diamondbacks did. Because really, when you think about it, Brewers out-hit him. Brewers had more guys on base than them. Uh, both teams had to use a lot of different pieces from their bullpen and a lot of high-leverage arms. It was really Arizona hit three home runs. That was really the big difference. And Milwaukee found every way possible not to score. Yeah, it was terrible. Every single aspect of that game was terrible. There was only one bright spot, and this sounds bad saying it, but it's true. Jesse Winker hurt himself. Therefore, he doesn't have to be on the roster anymore, and they can replace him. That's like the, I think that's the only good thing that came out of that game last night. Was there anything else good to come out of that game? I don't, feel ba- I don't even feel bad for saying it, but it is what it is. I don't think anything good came out of that game. You literally were dared by Arizona to win game one with how they set it up with their rotation moving forward for games two and three. You couldn't do that. You find you found every way possible on how not to score, on how not to do things. You not only lose the game, but now you blew through your 
basically your entire bullpen. By the way, the only four people that the Brewers have on their pitching roster that didn't throw is tonight's uh, game two starter in Peralta. Most likely if there is a game three, game three starter in Wade Miley. And then the two relief pitchers would be Colin Ray and Trevor Miguel. Everyone else has been seen. So now you've used up your bullpen and all the high leverage guys the first night. You didn't win the game. And now because you only kept 11 pitchers on the roster for this uh, series, you are extremely, extremely behind the eight ball. All right, let's get your reaction. Do you have faith, though, Brewers fans? No. <laughs> in the series, we have a Twitter poll going on right now. And much like what Rowdy just said in the no side of things, let's see here. 82% of the votes say uh, no. We have no like faith if, if in the series. If they blindly played this as a three-game series, like it was a regular season three-game series, do I think the Brewers could win a game? In the next two? Yeah, I think they could probably find a way to win a game after a devastating loss in game one. But here's the thing. It's a best of three series in the postseason. You don't get a guaranteed two games. You got to win the next one. Now, could I see the Brewers going all in? Freddie Peralta throwing a hell of a game and them finding a way to beat Zach Allen, we'll just say for fun, three to two? Sure. But how are you going to come back for game three? You're not going to have any, your bullpen will be completely run through. You'll be relying on Wade Miley to have another huge start, which he, I mean, he has done this year and anything can happen in a, in an elimination game, especially in a, in a final game, you know, normally be a game seven or a game five, but this is a game three, but still you're so far behind the eight ball to find two straight wins. I know what they got to do. Apollo Creed said the best. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. That's right, Apollo. There is, there is no, tomorrow. no tomorrow. Corbin Burns on his night. Let's start with old Burnsy. First time through, we did well. You know, we attacked the zone, got ahead, um, got weak contact, got out when we needed to. Um, second time through, we just made too many mistakes up in the up in the zone. Threw the ball Carroll hit wasn't a wasn't a wasn't a bad changeup, but you know, a hitter like that does well with with changeup in zone. So we just got to be better there. And then the next pitch that Marte hit was just an elevated cutter. Then the the next inning, the it was an elevated slide in Reno. So it was it was just you know, lack of, of executing pitches. And in a, in a postseason game, you know, giving up homers like that, it's uh, it's a difference maker. Burns also talks uh, on the uphill climb against. You know, the Gale and N. Kelly who are jumping on the mound coming up here. Yeah, you still got out there. You got to go out there and compete. You know, it doesn't doesn't matter who it is on any given day. You can go out there and at least pitches up and and uh, hit a couple homers and you know change the game pretty quickly. That's what happened tonight. You know, Gallon has had a great year. Um, Kelly had a great year, but um, you still got to go out there and, and pitch and and get outs. And um, it doesn't really matter what you've done up to this point. You got to go out and, and perform. Now speaking of performing, Rowdy, uh, what did you say, Burns? Yeah, I mean, he had it for the first go-around of the uh, the lineup, and then, what, didn't really execute. Yeah, the first two innings, he looked sharp. And I, I mean, I received a couple of messages in those first couple of innings. I go, yeah, this looks good. I mean, Corbin Burns looks really, really sharp so far. And that was even in the, the first couple innings where there were some questionable strikes that were called balls by the home plate umpire. You're like, I know that they ran a, a high pitch count on him because they fouled off some pitches there, but... It, it looked like a good omen when the Brewers were hitting the baseball the first couple innings. He looked pretty good, and then it literally just turned on its head in the, in the third inning. And that's the thing that's plagued Corbin Burns all season, and it was something that 
we really hadn't seen since uh, arguably 2019 where you could still tell that he had good stuff in 2019, but every single time he'd get absolutely hammered giving up the long balls because he'd hang a pitch down the middle or he'd, he'd, he'd throw one belt high and, and professional hitters hit it out of the ballpark. Yeah. It, but we hadn't seen that type of Corbin Burns since that horrible 2019 season because he had been pretty darn good since 2020. And that's the thing. It's like, that wasn't Corbin Burns season. He still had a pretty solid season, but when he did get blown up, that's what it looked like. Yep. Burns said he didn't execute his pitches. Yeah. I mean, the, the offense did a great job coming out and, and swinging the bats and scoring runs early. I mean, I just did a poor job after that of uh, you know, executing pitches. It's really, it's really all it comes down to when I was executing pitches the first couple innings, we got quick outs and um, a lot of ground balls some strikeouts. And then when I stopped executing pitches, you know, they didn't miss. Well, let's turn to Craig Council now. Yeah, I'm just sitting there. My reaction after what went down was first thought was, hmm, I, I don't care if the team moves. At this point, I just don't care. <laughs> it would it would get me to quit rooting for him. And then that when you see the Mark Antanasio leaving the game early, it's like fine, Mark. I don't care. Sell the team. See you, Mark. And then you just start going down this ex- this this road. All right, fine. Trade Corbin Burns. Don't even care. Don't bring him back. Look at a true ace would have stood up. You know what? Trade Woody too because he's hurt. How much longer are we going to put up with his shoulder? Just went right on down the line. And you know, don't even pick up Mark Canna's option. We definitely don't need Andrew Chafin's option picked up. Just strip it down. Get Just rid of everyone. Well, that that was what I felt like last night. Well, here's um, the feelings from Craig Council. He was asking the home runs that Burns gave up. I just looked at the home runs. Um... You know, the change-up's been a pitch that there hasn't been a lot of damage on, for sure, and he did, you know, give give Carroll credit. The cutter was, I don't think the cutter was in, it was in, um, probably looking for it in that situation. The slider to Moreno was, you know, that was probably a, hang, a little bit hanging, for sure. You think? <laughs> Uh, Council also said they had their chances but couldn't make it happen offensively. You know, the, the Taylor ball was a, was a big play in the game, for sure. Um, Longoria made a great play, and we got... We got caught off there. We caught a bad break kind of on the when Yelich got, you know, called out at second base. Just making the turn and the bobble and, you know, kind of what are you going to do there? We had some chances, obviously. We had a chance in the third, but they, they made pitches. Their bullpen their bullpen did a really nice job. All right, one of the biggest uh, what-the-F moments last night was when Craig Council put in Jesse Winker. It was mind-numbing, mind-boggling. And then Winker, you know, he struck out three swings. First swing, though, he hurt himself. Here's Council on the jesse winker the stinker injury yeah i mean he 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 has an oblique issue there i haven't um i haven't spoken with the trainers yet to see the to see where we're at with it well if he's hurt you can take him off the roster and put someone else in so i I did my best to try to defend jesse winker with someone uh, who was it someone called in earlier and they were like well why would jesse winker ever be used in that situation as you know the hitter leading off and just basically trying to say, well, he actually had a pretty good on base percentage for what he was hitting. Now. I mean, that's really stretching it here. Trying to, trying to make something up to really defend them for using him. But just think about it for a guy that honestly, I don't think anyone in their right mind can come up with a really good reason why he should have been on the roster. Not only did he get into this game, but he was the first pinch hitter to go into said game. It was egregious. It was a fireball offense. 
All right, one more before uh, I, get, I get phone calls blown up here. Uh, get your opinions on. But first, uh, Craig Council does say they got their backs against the wall, man. Yeah, I mean, look, it's you know, in a, in a three-game series, you you lose game one, your backs up against the wall, and and you 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 faced adversity, and we got to respond to it. Um, it's simple as that. So we'll be fine in the bullpen tomorrow. No no concerns there, and um, we got to just come out and play a good game. So here are the statistics just in general for Major League Baseball playoff series. If you win game one, you have a 76% chance of winning the series. That's how important game one is. Mm. Now, that also doesn't take into account the fact that there there is a new spin on things here as of late in Major League Baseball. You get all three in your home park. So this is at home for the Brewers. So that was, uh, you know, all time where before that rule. So I would say that works a little bit into Milwaukee's favor, being that it's at home. Yeah. But also we have to take into account that the Diamondbacks basically said, let's see if you guys can win game one. We're going to save our horses for game two and game three. So you're not even seeing their best starters, you know, kind of right on down in a decline one to two to three. You're going worst to first to second. Yep. So, I mean. And the Brewers put their best out there, and he stunk. Exactly. And you don't have your second best. No, nope, he's hurt. All right, Rowdy. Tonight, we got Freddie Peralta on the mound opposite of what? Zach Gallen. Do you want the good or the bad first? Let's start with the bad. So, or, yeah. what, well, it's your, what do you want to do? You get Zach Gallen. Now, Zach Gallen is a guy that projected to finish in arguably the top five or six of Cy Young voting. Uh, it's a young up and coming pitcher and he's faced the Brewers twice this season. Now the Diamondbacks won both of those games. He threw a combined 14 innings and gave up one total run. He also in those 14 innings struck out 15 batters. He's also on his normal rest and the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, have him slotted for game two. That was always the plan. So you're getting a really good pitcher. That is having his best season in the big leagues. That's going to probably finish in top five of the Cy Young voting. You've seen him twice and you've had absolutely no success against him. That's that's the bad. Oh, yeah. And by the way, you have to win if you want to keep your season going. Yes, that's a fact. Now, if you want to look at maybe the positives or try and maybe take something that uh, gives you an edge on why the Brewers could win tonight. The Brewers do have their backs against the wall. All hands on deck. Do whatever you can to win this game. But if you look at his splits, Zach Allen's got an ERA over four, nearly four and a half on the road this season. And it was below two and a half at home. So maybe he's gettable on the road. Maybe you can get to him on the road. He's not as comfortable in his, as he is at his home ballpark. That would be a positive. Uh, you want to look at uh, the positives for the Brewers on the Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen. It's not a great bullpen, even though it it did throw over six-plus innings against the Brewers last night, and they were unable to really get to it. But it's not overall a good bullpen, so you did make Arizona use up a lot of their bullpen. And then when you look at uh, the Brewers pitching itself, Freddie Peralta going tonight. Now, yesterday we talked about how do you think it would shake out because – 
Corbin Burns was the only one listed for game one. And I said, I think they go Burns game one. If they get a win, they go Miley game two. And then they save Peralta for a potential game three or four game one of the Dodgers series. But if they lose, you have to slot Peralta as, as the number two. There's no way that you can't keep any bullets in the gun if you go to get eliminated. You have to throw Peralta, too, and then try and figure everything else after that. So it makes sense Peralta's going. He has not seen Arizona. So that's a that's a plus that this is a, a, a new thing for these Arizona hitters. Maybe that first time through, that's where they're going to have to try and you know get their batter's eye, get the timing down, get the uh, arm release and everything like that from Peralta. So maybe the first time through, Peralta will have a little bit of an advantage as well, which could obviously allow him to stay in the game a little bit longer, maybe keep this a little bit lower scoring. So that's a positive. But then if we go back to Zach Gallon, you look at how some of these guys have fared against Zach Gallon in their careers. Christian Yelich is the best hitter for the Brewers against Zach Gallon. He's four for 14. So that's a 286 average, but then it gets pretty lean, man. <laughs> the it's pretty ne- lean, man. The next best batter career wise against Zach Gallon. One for two with a walk, Jesse Winker. If Winker gets an no. at bat in this game, well, he's hurt. I think Craig Council should be fired on spot. I don't care if he's hurt. If he somehow gets up to the batter's box, Craig Council should be fired on spot for allowing it. If Winker the stinker is in, yes. Uh, the second best guy, Bryce Terang, one for two. Tyrone Taylor, one for three. Anyone else outside of those names? Pretty bad numbers. Like, for example, Willie Adamas is 0 for 11. Mark Canna is 0 for 6. (laughs) So so those are your guys. But then if you look at Freddie Peralta versus the Diamondbacks, again, we said how he hasn't been seen as much by the Diamondbacks. The only guy with any type of respectable numbers is is Marte, the two-hole hitter behind Corbin. He's 1 for 2 with a walk. Everyone else has had really pitiful numbers. Right, Tommy Pham, okay. 1 for 5. Christian Walker, 0 for 7. Okay. Uh, Longoria's 0 for. So um, that's your positive. But you asked me at the beginning of the show when you were putting together your poll, hey, you what, are your, what, are your, what is your confidence? What are you, do you have faith? And honestly, at the time of the game and what we saw unfold and right after it, no chance. Brewers were done. Thought it was over. Then, obviously, for the Razor's Edge, had to pick through some games, went through all the baseball games. Took me a lot longer than normal because you couldn't stay concentrated with all of the Brewer nonsense. (laughs) But you start finding maybe there are little points or little things that you can hold on to where maybe the Brewers should have a chance here. You know, they have seen them twice. You would hope that uh, because they have been beaten down three times or two times already that the third time would be a charm. Or the fact that Gallon you know, isn't necessarily has been as good on the road or the fact that Peralta historically has been really good at home and he also hasn't seen them. Like there are other things that you can start to to look at where maybe they could. The one thing for me though is I wouldn't be shocked if the Brewers did find a way to win this game, like four to two or yeah. something like that. Yeah. What would shock me is if they find ways to win the next two games. Because you think about it, when the only four pitchers that haven't been used are going to be Peralta tonight, Miley will be saved for tomorrow, and then your only two relief pitchers are, are going to be Ray and Miguel. You got to ask 
Freddie Peralta to go at least seven innings tonight. Yeah. And well, you figure that Gallon's going to go at least six. Yeah. Hey, you figured Corbin Burns could have gone, you know, that last night. But that's this is the thing. If they don't get, it's all hands on deck. What are you going to have left over for tomorrow? I I, I get it. You'll figure that out Call tomorrow. Anything can happen in an elimination game. But right now, you'd have to imagine that if Gallon and Kelly, you can already pencil them in for six to eight innings each. I don't know. Do you do you feel like you can pencil in Freddie and Miley for six to eight innings each the next two days? Because right now, you would say that slight edge in bullpen to Arizona as of now, because they had the bigger bullpen. They used, I think, one less arm. And, yeah, you got to see some of their better bullpen arms, but the Brewers didn't put a ton of great swings together the last few innings against the high-leverage guys. Obviously, it's a huge advantage for Arizona. I wouldn't be shocked if they could find a way to steal the game tonight, but winning two in a row, it just feels like the no. Yeah, it's tough. Do you have faith? Uh, Let's see here. Line one at 608-321-1670. Good morning. Rowdy, you're an encyclopedia, man. Wow. Matt and Cross Great, uh, great uh, takes there on the Brewers. But I think uh, the adding of Jesse Winker has to be one of the all-time worst managerial moves in Craig Council's history to the playoff roster. You know what I mean? Matt, that I saw people saying... Pictures. We're just putting him in the game. I saw people saying, Matt, that analytics had to have chose Jesse Winker for his on-base percentage and stuff like that. But whatever database or statistics you're using delete that file whatever whatever personnel whether it be the gm the manager whoever decided thought winker was good fire them like there was no way that you can explain to anyone that's watched the brewers and jesse winker that he was a good choice i don't blame winker i don't blame winker i blame everyone else involved in the decision especially when you have a young young garrett mitchell just sitting there i saw i tweeted that out i'm like i tweeted out like I don't blame I don't blame uh, Jesse Winker for Craig Council putting in the game and someone you know took my tweet and they quoted it with a, a tweet of their their own and it said if you take a chimpanzee and you strap that chimpanzee in a car and the chimpanzee goes out and then crashes and kills someone do you blame the chimpanzee for driving or the person that put him in the car? <laughs> well, I don't know how the chimp got out of the zoo to drive the car, but the person had yeah. to get him. Yeah, you, yeah, they had to get him. They had to make him escape. You know. The apes are coming. The chimps are coming. Watch out. But, uh, hey, Cubs fan, they were down 3-1 to in the World Series. Anything can happen. Let's beat up. Yeah, well, there's, good. there's not going to be a rain delay. There will be no rain delay to save us. We have a roof. Well, maybe they should open the roof and let the rains come. And then, you know, but it's going to be a beautiful day. I bless the rains down in Milwaukee. Ma- Arizona was a bad matchup because, you know, American Family Field is just like whatever they play in Chase Field, isn't it? It's like the same type of uh, ballpark, right? Like the same batter's eye almost minus the swimming pool. But, uh, yeah, so it was a bad matchup. But I, I think the Brewers are going to pull it off today and uh, have an exciting uh, game three, you know. Norca and Nausea would here. never put a, swim pool, a swimming pool in American Family Field, I'll tell you that. It's too expensive. Yeah, you never know. Too expensive. Maybe you'll put up a pickleball court outside. Well, they yes. did put in a little golf simulator. They did. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, well, I, I watched the whole game and, uh, you know, at least... Long uh, game, very long. Arizona Arizona wasn't the only uh, away team to win. The Rangers beat the Rays, and the Rays played terrible defense. Uh, I think the Brewers were just kind of snake, snake bit, no pun intended, with some good defense from Arizona, too. That Longoria play was crazy. That was nuts. That's what, uh, 
Put them ahead, but yeah. Yeah. anyway, got to keep the ball in the yard and stop letting Corbin Carroll hit home runs. And yeah. you know, yeah. I still think Arizona's a fraud minus Gallon and uh, Kelly. So. Matt, good luck to you guys, and uh, you're the man. I'm you're, with, you. you're, a, with you. You're a special kind of Cubs fan. You're one of the few rare breeds that's a good one. All right. Well, good luck, and uh, I'll be watching again. So, <laughs> See you, buddy. We'll See talk you, to you soon. See you, Matt. Yeah, our guy Carl Eco Bugman and messaged me. He says, "Here's when I knew the season was over. Woody injured in stinker or Winker the stinker on the roster. No Rowdy. Not to mention too analytics based. Playoffs have the human juice factor." No analytics can account for that, which is why the Brewers have short playoff appearances. You can't account for the heart of man. Well, RJ and I went back and forth a little bit when, uh, you know, the day the day of the Brandon Woodruff news, I kind of put together what my my roster would have looked like. Yeah, Craig must have gotten in the mail and said, I'm going to do the exact opposite of this. Um, but that was the thing. Rowdy Telez, I even said to Arch, I go, I don't know. He feels fringe roster to me just in general because of how you were looking at how it could shake out. And actually the player that I named to RJ was Owen Miller. He's a guy that can play first. He can play second. He can play third corner outfield hits for average. And if it's a team that we know the Brewers as a team that relies on the long ball, They haven't done that this year. I think they were 24th out of 30 teams in Major League Baseball when it comes to hitting the long ball, and they haven't relied on that. So you're going to have to rely on, you know, moving runners over, coming up with timely hits or productive outs or your sacrifice flies, like that kind of stuff. And when it came right down to it yesterday, they couldn't do it. They Mm -hmm. couldn't do it at all. And I don't know if Rowdy Telez really fit on this roster, but I'll tell you this. Jesse Winker didn't fit anywhere. And and like going with 11 guys, I get it's only a three-game series, but if you have something like yesterday happen, and unfortunately for the Brewers, it happens in game one, the most important game for you, especially knowing that Gallon and Kelly are lurking for games two and three, the two aces for Arizona, you couldn't script it any worse for Corbin Burns to go four plus, and then you have to run through eight relievers out of the bullpen, all of them being your high leverage. You know what else kind of bugged the hell out of me a little bit? I understand that Devin Williams, he can kind of tightrope in, in, in some games. He can look like that, and they got to him. First time like you know he had been gotten to in a while. Why didn't you just stick with him? You just burned Bryce Wilson to come in and, and mop up duty yeah, when you're down yeah. six to three, and that was a guy that had been pretty good. Uh, you know, for you, you'd arguably been one of your top four relievers for much of the season. Well, now you even threw him out there and it's like, oh, there's another reliever that's burned when you're down six to three in the ninth inning. Maybe, maybe, I mean, it's it just so frustrating. Like everything that could have went wrong, it went wrong. Yeah. And now you're sitting there in a worst case scenario and your back's against the wall. We'll see. Do you think the Brewers put up or shut up tonight? Uh, as a Milwaukee Brewers fan uh, my entire life, here's what will happen. The Brewers love teasing you all year. Right when you think they're dead, they'll tease you a little bit just to uh, F you in the end. The Brewers will win tonight uh, in some low-scoring affair against Gallon, just to tease you to think they'll win the series, and then they'll lose Thursday. See, my thing is... I know, I already, I know the Brewers my whole life. That's, that's just a tease. I don't. Even, there's a big part of me that just... I don't even want them to win tonight. Because you know it's just going to end mercifully, just somehow, some backbreaking way. It's just like put them out of their misery. 
Just life. get it. Just get it done tonight, Arizona. It's called just, the Nut Kick Continuum. Put them out of their misery. The Nut Kick Continuum will never be defeated. It's like climbing Mount Everest. You're about to be at the the pinnacle, the peak of Everest. Plant your flag and say, I did it. But right before you make that step to get all the way up, some Sherpa comes out of nowhere and kicks you right in the nuts and you fall down. That's Wisconsin sports. Right as you're about to the pinnacle. Right. Then someone comes out and kicks you right in the nuts. And off you go. Down on your knees. Packers, Badgers, Bucks defeated it with the championship, but... Look what happened last year, one yeah. seed. The uh, Brewers the, will find a way to win today. It'll yeah, be a close, kick you exciting tomorrow. game. And then tomorrow, Merrill Kelly will spin a dandy, and they'll lose like one to nothing. Yeah. 